This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding your motorcycle with your buddies on the open road. It's a potent cocktail of thrills, laughter, and pure adrenaline. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. I'm real proud of you, son. Well, that was terrible. Our apologies for even trying. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Now, here come the boys from Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to the next generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly centered host, Matt Sproka. As always, I'm joined by the butt lover, Josh. Hey, Sproka. Matt. How's it going? We missed a week last week. Yeah, we don't I, do it that often. I was I, ready to go. That's on you, Josh. That's I had to you. cancel. I had to cancel last week. Okay. That's totally on, on me. Yeah. Uh, um, real simple. I, had, I got COVID uh, from you, you I guess. You, you as, say the, the COVID. As part. soon as I got back from, uh, I got back from. Maryland on a Saturday. On Sunday, I moved into my new condo, and by Sunday night, I was sick with COVID. And it, uh, and and I'm all I got all the vaccines and everything. I got all the jabs. Yeah, I've all I'm all caught up. Don't worry about that. You're, you're part of the ba- sheep. You got all the jabs. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But I, uh, yeah, ended up with a basically a really bad flu for five days. Yeah. And I'm I'm still positive now. Eight days later, it makes me nervous doing the podcast. I know. Wear wear your mask. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm in the new condo. I didn't get to do any work on it until Friday night, and even that, I'm still dealing with COVID fatigue. So it's slowly coming together. But hey, I, here's the, my new studio. Can you tell that I'm inside my garage? Oh no! Like, I, well, I'm glad you're feeling better, Josh. But I was going to ask: Is that a closet? Is that a bedroom? What, what, do, what do you have going on there? This is a garage. This is okay. a garage. I'm and I am, the acoustics are okay with the garage. I have. Well, I brought some panels that are stuck back here and back here from the uh, from the old studio, and I'm going to have an, a guy come in and measure some acoustics and make some more adjustments for me. But it's coming together, and. Uh, it, it's going to be pretty cool. It's nice to be back in like a studio. I feel like it's been, it was it was definitely like a year of moving around to wherever I can record at the time. Yeah. And now I got a place that this is like I can build a solid studio again. Nice, nice. Well, that, that that that's wonderful, Josh. That's just wonderful. Also, we um, though we didn't do a podcast last week, we did bust out 
our first New Year's resolution, our, our, our TikTok. Yeah, we're checking that box off. Yeah. Uh, and this is um, now we can claim to be the next. How are we going to be the next generation of Baltimore sports talk and not even have a TikTok? I don't know. But now, but, but, but now we do. Um, and so, yeah, you can follow us on TikTok at Section 336 Show. Yeah, we even had a special guest on our TikTok the other day. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. Connor Green hopped on to tell Did you people. Just run into Connor Green right there in Florida? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So. But, uh, that That's cool. I mean, Connor Green, he actually had a, uh, he got a, some games. I don't know if they were playoff games he got in, but he, he pitched in some important games for the Dodgers last right. year after he left the Orioles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kicking so so hard. Didn't, didn't pitch a whole lot for the Orioles, but still. Well, he didn't throw hard, just not always straight. That's his problem. Right, right. Yeah. But, 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 but no, the, the, you know, Josh, the thing I hate about TikTok, though, because this is, I've been not only, you can also follow my personal TikTok. The, the TikTok, TikTok is, is go, on, yeah, go on TikTok and it's at section 336 show. Yeah. And at Dr. Soroka's Corner. Yeah. I think we're, the, we're like one of the few people doing Baltimore Orioles content on TikTok right now. Yeah. And maybe I just need to find my right, I need to find my right videos because the videos they're showing me, I have no interest in. And so I just need to find. Yes. Because certainly there are videos there that I put in my interest in. And you need to. Here's, my, here's the biggest trick I learned with TikTok. I'm coughing. I just, I've done the podcast with you for 10 minutes now, and I'm coughing now. I wasn't coughing before the podcast. Right. I'm coughing. Here's the biggest, the biggest yeah. note for TikTok is that you can mark videos to not show me videos like this. Oh, really? Because when I first opened TikTok, it gave me all girls in bikinis. Mm. And I don't care about that. Yeah. So I, I, I said no. not for me, and then I started liking videos, and now I, and now I have a decent thing okay. on TikTok. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. You have to teach it. Yeah. Or it just assumes what a 40-year-old man might want to see is 15-year-olds in bikinis. Yeah, that's not, that's not what I want to see. And, but the, the other thing about it is, Josh, I realize, and this is, like, listen, listen, I'm critical of things I don't understand. I don't really understand TikTok, so I'm going to be critical of it out the wazoo. But it seems to me that everyone is just a platform. Because I, I was thinking of TikTok kind of like this podcast, as a platform for creativity. Right. But it seems to be a platform for imitation. Yes. Even the other, like someone, like Gigi, our our mother, is sending me TikTok videos. And it was the funny TikTok videos. But here's what people do. And I'm new to this, so don't make fun of me. I didn't realize this. People make TikTok (laughs) videos of them just, like, telling jokes, but they're not the one telling the joke. It's like a comedian, and they're voicing over the comedian. Like, what is that? Like, yeah. And they think that's funny to voice over someone who is actually funny. Like, let me just show the comedian. Why, why are you mouthing the words, mm-hmm. plagiarizing a, a, a comedian? Come with your own material. Right. What, or, what the same, or the same dance 300 times. Or the same dance. Yeah, it's all a lot yeah. of imitation. You got to work on your curation. I like the storytellers on uh, TikTok. Oh, see, that's what I need to find. See, I know it's out there. I yeah. know TikTok is a form of creativity. I just got to find the creative. Right. Right, because I've got a good one where I'll sit there and listen to some guys, and they don't. I don't care about the dancing. I don't care about the fake staged pranks. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, I want. I like the storytelling. Story yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can get behind that. All right, so I'll play with. I'll play with it more. I'm, I'm new to this thing. Uh, but yeah, give us a follow, and yeah. uh, send us questions in. Send us videos, whatever. Of you, how you, what you want us to address it. Because it's a cool way where we get to kind of expand the 336 show to um, pretty much daily, I think. Either you're posting a video or I'm posting a video now. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like it because, you know, I like the sound of my own voice. So I like to post that. And, and it's short. Interrupt me or anything. 
And I also like because yeah, there's endless. I mean, I mean, there's. I feel like there's endless topics to talk about with Orioles. Even mm-hmm. during, uh, you know, I keep on. I did it in the in the TikTok, and I do it. I almost did it again. I keep on calling it a lockdown. It's not a lockdown. It's a lockout. What's happening right out. now? Yes. But I can't, maybe this is my school. We always go to lockdown when we do our, our, our like, and it's, it's, drill. it's back to COVID talk with the lockdowns. Yeah, and COVID lockdown. I mean, lockdown. But we're not – because lockdown would imply that we have baseball and we're stuck with it. But we're actually locked out. Right. Baseball is not allowed in. Yes. It's locked out. Yeah. Um, the final thing about the TikTok is yeah. also I feel like you and I, we were ahead of this years ago. We did the same exact thing years ago yeah, with three, three, six dailies yeah. because our limit was we made those three minutes long, exactly yeah. like a TikTok video. And uh, people, uh, some people liked them. A lot of people didn't want to listen to a three-minute podcast every day. I don't either, yeah. Right. But you will watch it. Th- your feed. Right. Yeah. But you will watch a three-minute TikTok. Yeah. So we were just – we had the wrong mentality. We were trying to do this years ago. Yeah. In fact, in fact, I wonder if the Zany Burt Rody would want to come back and join us on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Zany Burt Rody on TikTok? I doubt it. No. I feel like he could really. Uh, but I feel like he should join the second 336 TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have time for an hour podcast. No. But come on here and give his thoughts. I'll talk to him and get him involved on this. Yeah. Um, absolutely. All right. We got some a, a lot of a lot of ground to cover here. Um, I do want to talk. Josh, you did your ticky talk about coaches. Maybe we can touch on coaching a little bit. I have some just observations about co- co- coaching staffs. We can, yeah. I don't know if we want to put a bow on this Ravens season. We can also talk Orioles international uh, market making some moves. Also, I just thought you'd be interested in this topic. There have been some rumors about ballpark upgrades coming in the next couple of years to Camden Yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's something I don't really care about, but that you may be into. Um, and but I mean, outside of that, well, and that also came because I guess the Ravens are starting to negotiate their stadium as well. Oh, really? So it's kind of the whole Camden Yards area. Yeah, and well, Camden Yards when they did it, and maybe we can start with this fine, but they signed a mini two-year extension with the Maryland Stadium Authority. So it yes. led people to wonder why only two years. And we came on here a while ago talking about, hey, right. chill. It's just it's, it's not uh, right. It's not for Nashville. It's not preparing to move to Nashville. Right. right? Exactly. And these shorter contracts can also be good motivators to get mm-hmm. things done. And so hopefully in the next couple of years you see some renovations. Josh, it's there well well I hear I'll share the quote. Here, I, the quote I've got an idea. I know exactly what I want. Okay, but go Can ahead. Can I tell you what, what uh, Greg Bader said? Yeah, tell me. All right, this is the team's senior vice president of administration, whatever. Um, he said, um, we're now in a position where Camden Yards is still significantly lacking what a lot of newer or renovated ballparks have in terms of those social oh, yeah. spaces. That, 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 areas for people to engage mm-hmm. in baseball yep. the way that people do today. I don't know exactly what that quote means. I, I can tell you what that means. Okay, but just here's let me finish the quote. We're not looking to upend the traditional side of baseball park. We're very confident that what makes Camden Yards so special would be would would be able to be retained. Yeah. Whatever we do, Josh, what are these social spaces all right. where people don't engage with baseball the this, way they do today? How are people engaging right. in social spaces today? The, with baseball? Here's what social spaces mean. Yes. What it it means mean? an open. It, no, it means an open concourse where the concourse spills into the seats. 
So you know when you go to Nats Park, how when you walk around the concourse, you can still look in and see the game the whole time? Yeah, a more recent example for me where I really like that stadium, it wasn't that when we went to Cleveland, wasn't that how Cleveland Cleveland does the same thing, yes. But that's the more, that's the open gathering where you don't have to be in your seat. You can be at the back of your seat. You can be all the way at the top in the concourse hanging out with some buddies, drinking, and standing there and see the game. That's how it is in the minor you can walk too. Right. You can walk around. So it would mean busting out whatever they – what are they – I don't even know what they call those. Those seats, I hate – and I'll tell you what. I hate those seats. They're my and least the favorite. The undercover. You have to watch the little TV. <laughs> and, you're, and I'm telling you, yes. And in that area, the seats are closer together. It's tighter area. So. Yeah. I think that might be a myth. But okay. No, no. I'm telling you, it That's is. Perception. It is. No. Okay. Uh, so I hate those areas anyway. So I yeah. think that what I'm pretty sure what that means is busting that open, which I'm all for. Right. Open that up. That's, I don't know. a serious renovation, though. Well, it's a serious renovation because what's under all those seats is all the concessions. When you go to those open air concourses, the concession walls are on the outside of the stadium. So it would be moving all that concession to the outside. So I think to move it all isn't practical, to move bathrooms and everything. But I think you might see a plan where they bust open part of third base, part of first base, and part of center, uh, part of behind home plate. So those are the social spaces a lot of newer stadiums have. Right. I mean, the rooftop bar – has been a big success. Yeah. I don't remember how many years ago they put that in, but, but that, do you that remember a huge success pre-COVID? That area used to get packed. Yes, very successful. Right, very successful. So they want more of that throughout the place. Do you know what I thought they meant? What do you think they meant? Nightclubs? <laughs> Did you want a nightclub? Facebook? Facebook no. uh, post? And maybe this is because I've been watching too many NFL games and just all the commercials. I thought this meant betting. I thought this meant no, not places to bet on games or no. areas where you can bet on games. No, now we have that now because then at, at down Ma- the street. Yeah, isn't it down the street? Yeah, yeah. At, at the what is it? Casino Live is that right? That uh, Maryland Live. No, Mar- Maryland Horseshoe. Live the Horseshoe. Horseshoe. Horseshoe Casino. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think but, Horseshoe but, is as close as you're going to get. You're not going to get it in the stadium. Oh, it's, it's, Josh, it is, it's coming in the stadium. I guess it's – no, it's not. It's coming on your phone is where it's coming. No, it'll be in the stadium within five years. <laughs> okay. That's Maybe. no doubt about it. Maybe Why so. Why wouldn't they? Uh, they have um, over there – No, you're right. Right in the warehouse. Right in the warehouse. You're right. Over there you're right. Dempsey's, um, you know, because, a bar because... with the screens up where you can bet on games. That's true. Why doesn't Dempsey's just become a sports book? That, I, I, I'm saying. Yeah, that's a good idea. Up there, and you bet on games, and you make again, money. But again, do you need that whole infrastructure, or can you put all the TVs up and use your phone? Well, yeah, yeah, but but then they don't get the. Money. Oh, but then Dempsey's doesn't get the money off the skimming off the bets. The yeah. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Right or DraftKings or. And, or and, and if you're able to gamble down the street, <laughs> why not? Yeah. Time you can you can gamble there. because gambling laws are always weird. So it probably has to be like a hundred yards from a, a sporting event or something. Yeah, but they always change. Yeah, they always the money closer and closer. The right. money, yeah, money talks, right? Yeah, you're right. It's just a matter of time. You're right. But neither of those are, are what I want. It's my idea. Okay. What's your idea, Josh? For okay. My it's idea. something I know you thought a lot about, you care a lot about. Oh, I thought and a lot I, about I it. Just send me in Section 336, and, and I'm good to go. All right. I want laser projection. You know, they pull out the laser projection for special events. 
where they do the, the projection on the warehouse. You know, they did it for like a cow thing, and they did it for like the anniversary of the Orioles, where they play like video and special like lasers and stuff on the on the uh, warehouse. Right. So right. it's another video wall. Right. I want that for every night game. If it, if the, if if uh, when Adley Rushman hits a home run, I want a big thing exploding over the warehouse. Mm. The the the, the, like the games and NBA games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The jumbotron is no longer big enough yeah. at Camden Yards. You want? A, I want the warehouse experience. Yeah, I want the I want the Van Gogh experience. Yeah. You cover that entire wall with a giant Oriole bird coming in and smashing the Yankees. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, now you're talking about like the, the Carolina Panthers. Remember they had the actual Panther. The hologram. The hologram. Panther. Yeah, but that you had to look on your phone to see. I'm saying you do it as a – just use the warehouse as a giant video board. And then it can get during day games and everything. And pregame, it still has the classic brick look, but you just bring it out for special occasions like uh, like you would on the Jumbotron. When you want to bring uh, the little claymation Oriole bird out, you put them – What's what's cooler, the the Oriole bird pulling his little head up to the top jumbotron, or the Oriole bird walking over and being forty feet in the air, filling up the entire warehouse, eating Yankees. Uh, listen, I love me some Oriole birds eating Yankees. I love it when the actual Oriole bird takes a little Yankee hat and sticks it in his, in, in his mouth. But sure, I'm whatever. Fine. All right, all right, fine. I've got one more upgrade for you. Okay, give me another upgrade. The crab shuffle. But it's four hats instead of three. Oh my! Let's get wild. You mm-hmm. think the crab shuffle is too easy, Josh? Too, too <laughs> I, I think the right. crab shuffle is a great tradition that I do not care about. Do you know what they used to do, which I liked and I haven't seen it recently? The crab shuffle for Yankee fans or and Red Sox fans. Was that offensive to do that? Is that why they stopped? I don't know because it was funny. Really, it was low it was the Baltimore the version fans. of the of the kiss cam. Where you would put it on two guys yeah, back in the '90s, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if you're allowed to do the slower. I don't know. I don't know if you can. That might be offensive. No, you're right. I haven't. Do you, do you know, there's just one upgrade I, I would I would provide. What's that? More winning baseball. That's give me that upgrade. So how are we gonna? How does the stadium? What do you want? Shorter fences? Longer fences? Oh, no, that one's our pitching You got to think about us. If anything, longer. Uh, right, right. <laughs> so you got to think about the stadium. How are you going to do that? Yeah. Make the warehouse right field? Yeah. No, but I, I, I mean, I like the, the idea of, of what we're saying here and this, the idea of, of, of increasing those social spaces because I think more than football, right, more than other sports, mm-hmm. baseball lends itself to like having yes. conversations while you're watching the game. I feel yes. like you can do that really in other sports. If, just because the nature of the game. If baseball, if you bring women baseball back to Baltimore, people come to games. That's been proven over and over and over again. Yeah. If you bring winning baseball and a more social experience, you're going to have college kids there packed out on Friday night. Yeah. Baseball, hang, a nice crisp fall day. September or early spring day, there's nothing better than hanging out at a baseball game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as young people looking for something to do, um, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I agree there. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, Josh, you mentioned the coaching staff. I did because I found it interesting 
that the hit on my TikTok that the that the hitting coaches are getting started, but they're not allowed to talk to the players currently. Yeah, that was weird. I, I wasn't aware that the yeah. uh, so what they're, assistant hitting coaches were having. Yeah, so what what they're doing is uh, what is it, Matt Burks Burks Burksell something like that. I don't know how to pronounce it. And Ryan Fuller. Yeah, I think I would say Burkshult, but I'm not sure. Burkshult. So they're having like these Zoom meetings every day, where every day they're talking about another batter. But the player is not allowed to come. To the the players aren't allowed. Right. Just which I think is the, which it's also kind of for me a little bit even cooler because it's these two guys saying, "All right, I spent all yesterday watching Cedric Mullen film. Here's what I think he can do to improve." Right. And it's like they're so like whenever this lockout opens up again, like they're going to be like, "Here's a here's a notebook for each player. Let's get at it." I like that. Yeah. Um, a couple thoughts. You mentioned Ryan Flair, Ryan Flattery. Ryan Flaherty. Um, yeah, because I I found that that was I mean, line makes me laugh because when Buck Showalter coached the Orioles, yeah, he loved Ryan Flattery. He did with uh, with a, with a, with a, a a love that was hard to understand yeah. from an outsider perspective, and it's so funny. But this also kind of ex- coach he tries to big right, but it Ryan also Flaherty. kind of explains the love. You kind of I like this story a lot too because. It helps me understand what Buck liked about Ryan instead of just this random utility guy. Yeah, like, it clearly. And, and listen, the Padres won't even let him interview. Right. The Padres clearly <laughs> like this guy a lot, too. So he's, he's definitely the type of guy who's a better, better coach than player. Yeah, but, I mean, it makes me laugh because even when it was happening, even, like, when it was the whole Buck Showalter and Ryan, like, I didn't. I thought, oh my gosh, Ryan Flaherty is the most overrated player on the planet. And now I feel like, oh, now he's become the most overrated right. coach on the planet. And maybe I've just been wrong the whole time. Well, I think you always, back then you said Ryan Flaherty must have pictures of Buck Showalter. Yeah. And um, maybe he still does. I right. Know. I think it's more of we as fans don't take into account much of what the players do off the field. And we don't really take into account. Or maybe Ryan's got the analytical mind that that Buck likes to pick his brain in situations or something. Hey, do you know what? Ryan, like maybe maybe he was just an extra coach sitting on the bench, a player coach. Do you know what and, Ryan Flaherty's title is? His coaching title is? Yes, I do. What's his coaching title? Quality control officer, something <laughs> like that. Quality, quality control, control coach, coach. Quality control coach. Oh, that's not what. According to. The website's Padres.com. That's not what he's listed as. What's it say is? Major League Advanced Scout and Development Coach. Uh, did he get a promotion? I'm pretty sure it was quality control. I don't know. Maybe. Judge, you know, some of these. Because I thought, it, what, here. Uh, okay. He, maybe he got a promotion. In November of 2019, the Padres hired Ryan Flaherty as their new tw- quality control coach. Yeah, what, I what I found interesting, most interesting about the Buck Showalter wanting Ryan Flaherty is he didn't want him in the minors. He wanted him as his bench coach. So he wanted Ryan sit next to him in every game. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, I remember a couple years ago when the Orioles signed Freddy Gonzalez as the bench coach. I thought yes. it was a little bit weird because here's a guy with coaching experience being the bench coach for a guy with no coaching experience. Right. I thought that was a little interesting, or, or at least managerial experience. Um, and then I thought, like, what is this even position, this bench coach? But then, um, as I've looked more about it, there are so many just bizarre titles for coaches I never realized. All right. 
Yes, there are. There's coaches for everything. Can, but can, the I, bench, can I give but you some? I, okay, but do you want me to explain the bench coach to you? I know what a bench coach does. I don't have to tell me what a bench coach okay. does. Okay. Well, you're saying you think it's a useless position. Okay, Josh, tell me what a bench coach does that's so important. I think the whole point of the bench coach is to talk things out with the manager. Right. Where, so that the ma- it's like he's basically a, a sounding board for the manager. It's yeah. like the it's like uh, the on Ted Lasso, the co- coach Beard. He doesn't really do anything. He just listens to Ted Lasso and says, "Yes, you're right." All right. Well, here's another one, Josh. Because the Padres have a bench coach, yeah. right? And they also have this guy. <laughs> Tell me what this guy does. The senior advisor to the major league coaching staff. Senior advisor. Advisor to the major league coaching staff. Uh, sounds like a GM spy. Mm. Here's, here's another one on the Padres coaching staff. Game planning and coaching assistant. All right. That one makes sense. That's the guy who makes little note cards that says, this guy, shift on this guy, don't shift on this guy. If Throw a fastball as the first pitch. See, I thought that would be Ryan Flaherty, major league advanced scout. I thought that would be that. Uh, No, uh, advanced scout would be a little bit of that, but not the game to game. I like it. You're so confident in explaining the positions. Also, it's weird. I don't know. I don't know. I explain this. They, if you go to the website and by the way, the, um, yeah, that, uh, coach senior coaching advisor of the majors, his role is to work alongside the major league coaching staff throughout spring training and the season, both as an on-field instructor and a mentor in the clubhouse. Oh, yeah, we have teacher mentors. So it's kind of like when we put Brady Anderson as, like, the vice GM or whatever he was. Yeah. Um, In in education, we put people in this position who uh, we really can't fire but because of tenure and stuff, but we got to have them have a job. So we put them in these advisory positions. Yeah, the Um, mentor. But it's weird that the, the, (laughs) the Padres have managers and coaches, and they list all the coaches. Then underneath that, they have staff. Right, and there's only one guy listed under staff. Okay, Ryan Flaherty, and he's listed as a coach and as just a member of staff. <laughs> it's just weird. That's weird. Um, so here's some other. Can I tell you some other kind of bizarre uh, yeah. titles? I'll explain them all to you. Let's go. Okay. Um, this is we'll we'll swing over to the Giants, um, and and but also by 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 the way, this is I used to thought I thought it was weird at first that the Orioles have two assistant uh, assistant hitting coaches. But a bunch of teams do this. Yep. Um, so anyway, uh, the Giants have a quality assurance coach. Okay. That'd be like the quality control. Okay. They also uh, had this one. <laughs> this is all it says. Fernando Perez. He's the only guy that doesn't even have a picture um, next to him. Fernando Perez. And his job just says coach slash video. Okay. So he does the video analytics. So he must videotape the games or at least run through the games for guys like to watch playback. He's probably a statistician as well. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays have a process and analytics coach. Okay. That's just analytics. Yeah. The, um, let me see. The Dodgers have a game planning communications coach. Or All right. the the, one. Yeah, that's no cards. They also have, by the way, they also have the Dodgers. They have three. They have two hitting coaches, and then an assistant hitting coach. That guy picks up the, the ball. Power dynamics work there. Well, the like assistant we, picks Thoros up the balls. Thoros went with two co-hitting coaches. Like their titles are. 
co-hitting coach. Yes. But with the Dodgers, they just have hitting coach, hitting coach, and then assistant hitting coach. Right. The assistant coach picks up the balls. Yeah. Then you got the left-handed and the right-handed. But you think there's a fight over who's the real hitting coach since they don't have a co-hitting coach? Um, no, I think it's a co-hitting coach. It just doesn't list it on the website as co-hitting coaches. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. The the Red Sox, of course, have Jason Veritek as the game planning coordinator and catching coach. I don't think the Orioles have – do the Orioles have a – the Orioles do not have a catching coach. Um, should Adley Rutschman be concerned that the Red Sox have a catching coach? Um, we don't have a catching coach. I would think that would be the bullpen coach. All right, here's my here's my last one. Um, the Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals, have a major league pitching strategist. By the way, Tim Tossens is the Orioles' major league field coordinator and catching instructor. Oh yeah, Tim Cousins is. That's that's right. Yeah, he is. True. Um, no, but but the, the the Padres have a major league pitching strategist. That's not the pitching coach. Um, and and, and, here, and here's my favorite, Josh. This is my favorite. This okay. The Cardinals. His title is, Patrick Elkins' title is a run production coach. So analytics, again, when to bunt. Yeah. But it's funny. It's funny. They just were just, everyone just making up names, right? Like, yeah. everyone has a hitting coach. You have a pitching coach. You have a bullpen coach. But this is base coach. You have third base coach. And then you start making up names. Just this is cause, but this is also because baseball is a business. And this is what happens is everyone needs a title in your business. Oh, yeah. Just look at Mike There's Elias. Wait. What's his title? Who? Mike Elias. I don't know. President. Vice president of baseball operations. Yeah. yeah of baseball I know. It's like my. Co- <laughs> I know. We got a bunch of managers at my company. These guys, these people should not be managers, but they've been here long enough. You put them in charge of one person, and now they want to be a manager. Yeah. And so it's how business works. It's you, people want promotions. People want titles. Um, I mean, I've got a title at work, but I, I worked a long time to work up to my title. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's good for these guys to want titles. Yeah, no, no, I mean, I don't knock them. I don't knock them. I just, I wish I could have a job. I think I'd be pretty good. Um, there's, I mean, I think Bert, if he was here, he would come up with a director of Wooza Wuzzle as one of the right. coaches. Right. I think I'd have fun coming up with a bunch of bench but it's, title coaches. It's also. And like, and, like, I didn't realize, like, a lot of these teams, it depends. Some have seven coaches. I mean, some has 13 coaches, right? There's a variety of how many coaches are sitting on that. But it also goes back to, like, office space and the, the whole merger and acquisition and then sitting guys down and tell me what you do here. What do you do? What's your yeah. responsibility? Yeah. So in order to define everyone's responsibilities, they got to put them under titles so they have some type of flow chart so that it's not – your GM isn't just screaming about one thing. There's someone that's responsible for every part of the operation, and baseball is a gigantic business. Yes, and as the game gets more complex and as analytics become a big yeah. part, you also have more jobs and roles to, to address those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's – uh, I think it's a matter of time. I mean, I'm a little surprised that the orders don't have an analytics guy with that title because Freddie Gonzalez as a as a coach and analytics guy. Yeah, as a coach, no, right behind the scenes. But aren't you a little surprised they don't have one on the with bench? the coach title? Do you think yeah. Ryan Flaherty's available? Well, I think the Padres will let him come here. Yeah, I doubt it. Yeah, unless we give him a new title, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
uh, yeah, director of bench analytics. Yeah, I mean, certainly like Chris Holt, the pitching coach, is super in an- 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 yes. an- analytics. And two new hitting coaches are super right. in an- an- analytics. But as far as terms of... Like, and they've got the know, nerds to talk like, to the coaches, but they don't yeah. have yeah, an actual coach in charge. in terms of like in-game coach strategy in with the analytics. Well, I, that might just be a trend in baseball now where Sigma Dell, I don't know what his title is, but if he went to another team, it might be analytical coach. Right. I don't think he's ever putting on a uniform though, right? I don't think a lot of these coaches do. Well, I think all the coaches do. I guess you do. If you're on the yeah. field, you put on a on a. Yeah. 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 Um, Judge, what I was thinking about this too. What sport do you think that major league coaching is most important? You think, like, are you, there's been a lot of talk about John Harbaugh. Maybe we can talk about him in, in, in a little bit if we have time. John Harbaugh, is he to blame, or do we blame like Josh just did, COVID? Um, or do we blame injuries, or do we blame John Harbaugh? You think football or baseball, where is the coach more important? The head coach, the manager? The manager? Yeah. Is it more important in baseball? It's or? more important in football. Because football so. is more... Harbaugh has, is, his, is more important than the Brandon Hyde role? I do, because I think football is more of a team orchestration game. Of You've got 11 people that you need to move at the same, in the same direction at the same time. Where yeah. baseball, offensively, it's a one-on-one game a lot. Yeah. Sometimes, up there. Though I do think, Josh, sometimes I think John Harbaugh, I think he's a great people person. Sometimes I think he does very little, actually. You have Dorm. your defensive coordinator, you have your offense coordinator, right? Their job, they have very mm-hmm. specific jobs. His job is to, you know, call the timeout the right time. Yeah. John's flag but, is needed. Um, yell at the refs. But that's also the same, that you can also say the same, that, like, an operations manager to a company is not important because he's got the general manager and the schedule oh, sure. manager and the service manager all below him. Right. Yeah. So I, uh, because because that's how my role is at a company and I have managers below me, I can understand that that head person does a lot. And I think a lot of what John Harbaugh does is not during the game. He makes decisions during the game, but a lot of it is the game planning and preparing leading up to the game. Yeah, I mean, and that's certainly, I feel like the preparation prior to a game, coaches are a lot more involved in the NFL than in baseball. And in baseball, you have the scouting reports, but that's mostly done, I would guess, by the analytics department. Right. Whereas in football, you're mapping out kind of a game plan for right. that specific week, and, and you just have a whole week to prepare. Right. Football. Day in, day out of baseball. Football, you're doing full team walkthroughs of game plans the day before. Yeah. Yeah, baseball, you're, baseball, you're working one on one with players. Yeah, you have a spreadsheet of where the pitcher likes yes. to throw balls and what he likes to throw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and sometimes I think like manager Hyde could kind of sleep through the first four or five innings, right? Because his decision yes. really doesn't come into play until the end. And, I mean, the bullpen. I mean, that, that's from the outsider perspective. That's what we see a lot is bullpen and judge managers on yep. how well they use their bullpen. And obviously, they do a lot more things behind the scenes. Right. And the other thing that managers don't get enough credit for is the mental aspect. Yeah. Baseball is such a mental game compared to all the other sports that to keep those guys focused, I think. Yeah. I think you got to put that on the head, on the manager as well. Yeah, no, I, I I buy that. I buy that. All right, good discussion about coaches and managers. Yeah, that's probably the most we've ever talked about coaches, rather than is this guy good? Should we he get fired? But I tell you what, you know what makes any manager look good? Better players. Just yeah. 
international signing period begins on January 15th, five days away. And really weird to hear the Orioles talked about. Yes. I mean, this is, okay, so this is the third year that we've been kind of actively involved in international signings. Um, Since we got Kobe Perez three years ago, his first year he signed 27 players, but no one you've ever heard of. Right. Um, last year, um, they 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 signed. Uh, I don't know. I think they signed seventeen players, and they signed a couple guys, um, like Michael Hernandez um, and Basello to over million dollar bonuses. And this year, this seems to be another step in the, in the right direction. It's yep. rumored. We don't know until January fifteenth, but it's reported. Well, they're the right. They're the favorites. Yeah, to sign a guy, Tavera, who oh, is... Okay, Tavera's not even the guy I had on my list. I know who you have, and the guy you have is whatever, but Brandon okay. Tavera is a 16-year-old um, right-handed hitting center fielder from the Dominican Republic. He's going to sign a bonus between $1.5 and $2 million, um, and he's reported to be uh, around 18th in the top 50 international signing guys. Josh, I'm sure you were talking about um, Prieto. I was talking about Cesar Prieto. Yeah, Cesar Prieto from Cuba. Yes, 22 years old. Um, Swing and game resembles an Eric Sogard. Yeah, that's... That's low praise. Yeah, yeah, I, know. yeah. yeah I mean, it's a long career. It's, the, it's an infielder. It's the Orioles going after international players. That's exciting. Yeah. I mean, it was weird to read his writing. Here's, here's what Fangraph said about Prito, because I was looking at it. Fangraph said, Prito is the best pure hitter in Cuba. He broke Kendrick Morales' rookie hits record, then broke Sierra Nacional's hit streak record of 40 games. In 2020, while striking out, listen to this. In 2020, while striking out just six times in 250 plate appearances, that's wild. His swing and game resemble Eric Sogard. So all of that is like amazing praise. And then he's well, he could be another Eric Sogard, which right. is like a decent major leaguer, um, but not a like Hall of Famer, perennial All Star, but just like an average major leaguer. Um, and yeah, um, I mean his his batting average is 403. On base for 63. They say he's going to sign somewhere between 650 and 750K. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I, I don't think, I mean, I think people are overly excited about Prieto, to be honest. He's, he's not going to, I don't think he's going to jump right into our top 30 prospects. I think, best scenario, he could be a utility infielder, maybe as an everyday second baseman if everything goes right. Um, he's older, right? Most of these signings, you see guys 16, 17 years old. He's 22. Um, yeah. We're still not getting the top guys out there. I mean, we have one guy so far projected to sign with us. It's in the top 50. One in the top 50. To me, it's not like blowing us away. No, but we went from zero. We went from zero. And as Kobe Perez says, um, I don't know if he says this. I don't know. <laughs> People say this. It takes often multiple years. Like these guys... You sign them at 18, but you've been scouting them since 13, right? Like, it takes right, multiple years right. um, yeah. to get these guys. And the facility we're building down there is going to help a lot. Um, and so this is a step in the right direction. It's not it's not a huge influx of talent. It's not going to kind of change the organization. But it is, It is again, just kind of one small step in the right direction. Another example of what Michael Elias is doing, right? 
Oh, yeah. That's good. Again, yeah, it is. It's all part of this rebuild. It's all part of moving forward and getting back to uh, well, to winning baseball in Baltimore and not just for a one-year, two-year, three-year thing, but long-term. Yeah, because, you know, there's a couple ways to acquire talent. Um, one is through the draft, obviously. Another is through signing free agents, something the Orioles don't want to do. And, and so the other way is through signing these international free agents. Um, and so... If you're not doing it like we weren't doing it under Dan Duquette, um, it's just it leaves you out of kind of beefing up your farm system. Mm-hmm. So this will help kind of filling some gaps in, in, in our farm system if we ever have an actual season and play another baseball game. Yeah, they haven't even met these past two weeks where we didn't uh, do a podcast or anything. Mostly baseball players and owners haven't even met to try to discuss this lockout. I know. I Josh, right before the show, I Googled baseball lockdown. There's nothing. And, and then I realized there was nothing because I Googled <laughs> lockdown. And then I rechanged it and I said, Googled baseball lockout. And here are the headlines it says MLB lockout, league MLBPA likely to restart CBA negotiations soon. Yeah. This was three days ago. They're likely to restart negotiations soon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, am I, what are they doing? No. Um, I am... Headline was no news is bad news as baseball lockout yep. drags on over money issues. ESPN had an article titled Why MLB Labor Negotiations Have Gone Nowhere. I mean, we have, we're talking three weeks. If they don't reach a deal in three weeks, spring training's delayed. I mean, I'm looking at February 1st. If they don't hit something by February 1st, spring training's going to get delayed. I still think they're going to get 162 games in, but I think it's going to be a whole bunch of doubleheaders and crap instead of just having a normal baseball season. We haven't had a normal baseball season now in two years. Give us a normal baseball season. Settle your differences. It's ridiculous. Yeah, this is one of the reasons I hate politics. The following politics is because it seems like, first of all, they always wait till the deadline because they think, oh, that's when deals get made. And and secondly, I think every party is concerned about kind of winning. Yeah. <laughs> like looking like the winner in all of this. Like that's what politicians do. Like they, they, they don't care what's best for the country. They don't care what's best for baseball. They just want to appear to be winning um, when it's all said right. and done, which is so dumb. The best thing for baseball is just to meet in a room last week, last month, and just don't leave. Lock the door. Don't and leave. guess what? We have a resolution. The loser still makes tons of money. Yes, there's the no loser, loser still gets there's better. There's no loser here. It's just like who wins more. And you're really screwing it up with it. And it's it's almost it's a little bit of a read the room situation as well. Look at what's going on in the rest of America. Like there's people don't have jobs. People don't want to go to jobs. There's health issues, and you two want to fight over billions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, football is expanding games. Football yeah. is looking like like they're doing things right. Um, yeah, right. And, and and then there's there, there's baseball who who can't even get in a room together. No. Baseball who has its own problems, and this is not helping your fan base. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, get I, in a room I, together. Get on TikTok. You got to go where the younger people are. <laughs> Um, I, this is, I think, hyperbole, but one of the articles, when I just Google, Google, Google it, like the seventh article down says, as lockout drags on, poll indicates MLB could be charting path to ir- irrelevance. Um, yeah, exactly. And it, yeah. 
It's been four. It's been 40 days of the lockout. The owners chose the lockout. They did not have to do a lockout. The owners chose a lockout, not because it's good for the game, not that because it's good for themselves, but not even because it saves them money. They did it all to try to win a PR battle. Yep. It's ridiculous. Yep. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, 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 it's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's so – I mean, when you have so much money involved – a million dollars, it doesn't even mean anything at this point. It's just, it's just become so ridiculous. One of the arguments that the, that the players are fighting with is saying, well, tanking is a major problem in baseball, and we need to correct it. Do you know how big of a problem tanking is in baseball? Um, if you look at World Series winners and playoff contenders, not that big. 25 different teams in the past five years have made it to the playoffs. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I mean, even the Orioles run exactly. Yeah. I've won the AL East in, in our recent – Within the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not that big of a deal. They're trying to make it a big deal to get more money. Even And even the tanking teams, Orioles are the poster child for tanking teams. What, what are we tanking for? Right. To, for a one-year run and then we'll tank some more? No, we're tanking now so we never have to tank again. So, like, shut up and let us tank. So then we'll be good for the next 30 right. years and make your game better. That's the whole point. Or we could go on being average and mediocre and, and pedestrian and finish fourth place and third place in the AL East for all eternity. Or how about you give us a couple years of sucking to then become a competitive team with everybody else? And, and we will. And then we'll spend money. We see the Rangers are spending money. We see MLB teams giving bigger contracts than anyone else expected to begin this offseason. And right. then they lock it down. Yeah. They talk about the Indians, the Cubs, the Tigers, the Marlins, the Orioles. Yeah. All of these teams as tanking teams. They've all recently been in the playoffs or they have a strategic plan to be in the playoffs. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the Orioles are the exception. Also, with taking a five-year tanking plan, right? Like, I think that's not yes. – we were – and that is a testament more to where we were. And this I think it's also – never have to do again. And I also would say COVID extended it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because you then had to – 2020 could not count as an actual year to get anything done. Yeah, yeah I think that's fair. Um, but, yeah, it's um, – I mean, if you want to do things to address tanking, uh, fine. <laughs> like, But the answer to that is we want to address tanking. So a lottery draft system, <laughs> that, that is not – Orioles, Michael Elias is not tanking to get a number one pick. Right. He's not. Like he, if he's tanking at all, he just like doesn't want to spend money when he, know he, he, he knows he can't win. He's, this is not about getting the number one draft pick in baseball because we know that's still four, four years down the road before we even see that product. And we've seen in recent history outside of Adley Rutschman, the guys who they take with their top picks are not guys that would, you know – no. Someone else to take with the number one pick. So it's you, not can't, like, you can't do it like you can in the NBA in football. Yeah. You can't. Draft picks don't turn your team around fast enough. Yeah. I mean, and I would argue that football is a good example of, of you know, draft picks don't right. solve tanking either. Exactly. How's that working for the Jags? Right. How's that working for the Ravens, who never get a top pick yeah. and are always competitive? Yep. Um, and I don't think the luxury tax is a reason either. Blaming trying to adjust the luxury tax because you don't want a salary cap, and that's the other thing is the the they want to say well we want to be like the uh, NFL, and everyone's competitive every year, and it's like all right well let's do a salary cap, and then the players are like no 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 we don't want that right so what do you want then right 
New York just trying to use excuses to get more money. Yeah, you guys already have guaranteed contracts with other sports don't have. <laughs> right. You have guaranteed contracts. You guys got to get these huge, like, 10-year deals, contracts no one else gets. Now, I, I could see, like, small issues like minor league pay and minor league housing and stuff. And yeah, I but none of that's even part of this. I know. Because the CBA doesn't deal with minor leagues. I know. And that and some of that has already been addressed prior to even these, prior yes. to, to the lockout. It was the housing issue yep. was, was addressed. And so I think feel like feel like those are issues that fans and people are like more concerned about. Mm-hmm. Not if this guy's going to sign for five years, one hundred ten million compared to one hundred thirty million. Yeah. But whatever, we're just you know right. doofuses. Yeah. Podcast. I know that's why we haven't done our uh, owners versus players argument yet because we're both just irritated at both sides. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, to even pick sides, and I know it's easy to pick the player side, and I get that. No, it's... wanting to pick the player side, I get it, but it's just, it's. I mean, if, if I'm if I'm representing players, if I was a player, I would want the guy representing me, like in the room, sit in the room, get it done, calling, calling, calling. If he's not showing up, I'm still in that room. I'm sleeping in that room to 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 make a deal happen. I'm not. Yeah. Giving him every concession in the world. If I, but I'm saying I'm going. We're going to stay here. We're going to hash this out until. You know, right. What everyone's mad. <laughs> how does and then we'll we'll make an agreement and go home. How does not meeting for a month accomplish anything? It it doesn't. It just it's it's it going into your room and pressure. slamming the door and waiting. Yeah, the purpose is right to add a pressure so you increase the deal getting done. Meanwhile, you're ostracizing fans who are now talking trash about your sport while they can no. watch a better product in the NFL right now than baseball. You take you take them all, you lock them in a room and you say, uh I'll let you out when you guys settle this out. Yeah. You take their phones away so they can't yeah. just waste time with TikTok. Right, right. You guys go and sort this out. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Ridiculous. All right. Do we have time to talk any Ravens? No. And we can close out the season, sure. Um, Josh, is yeah. this a lost year due to injury and COVID. We'll get him next year when everyone's back healthy. Is this uh, okay, Greg Roman's got to go. Changes have to be made. We need to bring in new players, get rid of other players. How, what is the state of the Ravens? Is this a is this a big change that needs to happen? Or is this just, well, you know, let's just call it a wash year because of injuries and COVID and get him next year? The Ravens were 7-1 and one with Lamar Jackson. Is that true? Yeah, I believe that's true. Oh, man, I didn't realize that. I believe that's true. I read that earlier today. Let me find that stat. Um, let's see. Ravens with Lamar. I mean, because because even Lamar, we could argue. I'm the Ravens were one stat. The Ravens were. Looks like you regressed there at the, the second half of the season. The Ravens were seven and three with Lamar. Okay. One and five without Lamar. Okay. So I would say, yeah, this is a season that I'm going to scalp up to injuries. We lost a record number of games of three points or less. Um, four games in a row with two points or less. Those are games where that one injury, two injuries, would affect that one or two points. Um, I think this Pittsburgh game is a good example this past week of a game that Lamar could have won that um, – uh, what's his name? Huntley could not. Um, so yeah, I think it's a injury season, and I'm and I'm fine with. I don't know why people love to hate Greg Roman. Greg Roman can only call the plays. 
There were plays on Sunday I disagreed with. There were plays all the time I disagree with. But it's still the players that have to execute the play. If Huntley overthrows Mark Andrews, that's not on Greg Roman. That's on Tyler Huntley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think this is not a Ravens thing. This is all across the NFL. Yeah. You love to hate the coach and the coordinator. Yeah, yeah, the coordinators. And, um, I mean, defensively, you have every, I mean, uh, Wink has every excuse to to have a bad defense because everyone's gone. Offensively, you still have a lot of your players. But when you don't have your quarterback, I don't know, I have a hard time criticizing. But, but, I mean, the fact is that Lamar Jackson did – I, I, I like. I would not be surprised if he starts seven and one, then lost two in a row. He did tend to regress there during the middle of the season. Yeah, and so I'm really curious to see. Like, I want to bring the whole gang back together. You know, fill some little holes um, in the draft and with free agency. But pretty much, let's bring this band back together next year. I'm curious to see Lamar. Is this going to be the Lamar Jackson revenge tour for all people talking crap about him and saying Huntley's as good as him and and how, yeah. how uh, you know how the, he's been figured out? Like, I'm looking forward to the Lamar Jackson revenge tour. How to de- defeat the the all out blitz, right? And then getting players healthy. Like I want to. I think this is what just uh you know you have one of these cursed years where everything goes wrong. Exactly. Um, and I just want to. That's what I want to do. I want to run it all back. We have a very young team still. Mm-hmm. The key players are very young still. I, um, and so I want to. I want to run it back for one more year. Yeah. And, and now we'll talk about it next year. Hollywood Brown's an interesting case about whether you run it back with him or you try to trade him now. Um, yeah, I'm running back with him. I don't even. Yeah. Can you explain? Can you explain to me why the Dolphins fired their head coach Flores? Flores. Oh, after they beat the Patriots, I have no idea. Yeah. Well, after they beat the Patriots, they were one in seven. They should have fired him then. Yeah. And then he won eight out of the last nine games. Yeah. And then they fire him today. It makes no sense. I don't understand what's going on in Miami. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Like, and then you have other teams. Like, why is that? That guy for the Giants is that Giants is the most embarrassing franchise. What the, what's going on up there, and and how Joe Judge still yeah. still still has a job it boggles my mind. Yeah, I don't really understand all the coaching decisions, um, but but you're right. I think we win that game amazingly. I think, and then are the Steelers? I I couldn't even watch. I was so disgusted. I, I did. I heard the Raiders. Was was and the um, Chargers was a great game. Yeah, I couldn't even watch any more football for the Ravens. I didn't either. Some money, I was disgusted, and because the Ravens lost, I was disgusted at that too. Well, because all right, any more football, but because that Ravens in the playoffs now is that Steelers in the playoffs now? Steelers are in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, those stupid, those stupid. Uh, I heard they went in overtime. The Chargers and Raiders, they they should have tied, right? Those it, yeah, it went. It, they should have tied, but there was like a timeout called, and yeah, yeah um, but it doesn't matter. The Ravens wouldn't have been in the playoffs. Even if they won, because oh, Miami, Miami beat beat yeah. New England. That's right. That's so right. it's okay. But the Ravens should have won yesterday. Just some stupid bonehead plays, like that interception in the end zone that Huntley threw, basically cost the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could. Point but you can point to plays like that for every single Ravens loss, except yeah. for the two blowouts where uh, uh, Cincinnati blew us out twice. Yeah. Every other game has been incredibly close, so I'm not too concerned. And, and some of them against really good teams. Like I was super impressed with the yeah. way that Huntley played against the the Packers. I thought he played really well against the Rams, a good football team. The Steelers, I think, are a really bad football team. They are. And and I thought that was one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. No like, one wanted to put points up. No one wanted to win. No one to score. I mean, I mean, Big Ben is not good at all. Like he is not a good quarterback at all anymore. 
and he finally made a couple completions at the end there against our foot string cornerbacks. But that is not a good team. That is not a good team. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be a team to be reckoned with. Yeah. In the coming years, with Chase and and Burrows, right? Um, but the Steelers are on the decline, and I no. love it. I love it that the Browns said they're sticking with Baker Mayfield. That made me so happy. Yeah, because um, he's not that good. The Ravens. Yeah, yep. we just have to deal with the Bengals. Yeah. No. If you if you go into overtime at thirteen points, you neither team deserves to win that game. Yeah, I was rooting for a tie just because it was so embarrassing. It was. It was totally embarrassing. I to, to, to emphasize the embarrassment by a tie. Yep. All right, so that's so yeah. I think we're both on the same page. Bring the um, bring the coaching staff, all the players, bring them all back. Let's run it back next year. Yep. Uh, let's let's give it one more year. Bring the band back together. This is not like a bunch of thirty-five year olds. No. Bring the band. I mean, this is a bunch of guys in their early twenties. Strengthen up our offensive line. Yeah, yeah. Maybe get some help with defensive line, offensive line. Maybe some linebacker. Yeah. yeah. Like a middle linebacker type deal, outside linebacker. Um, but. For the most part, just small pieces and bring everybody else out. Yep. I'm all good with it. Cool. All right, let's let's wrap this thing up. Can we wrap it up? Yeah, we can do that. You can follow us on all your social media platforms. And I do mean all of them. Not all. Yeah. But TikTok. But TikTok, you can follow us. Write us a five star review and tell us, you know, why you love us. Yep. Did you cut out my exit music? I realize I put the exit music in at post all the time now. Oh, you do? So that it sounds a little better for the listener. Right. And I accidentally started playing. Sorry, it's been a while since I've been in studio. So I started playing it and realized, oh, I don't yeah, play this. You take a week off and you start slacking. Do I play it? Maybe I do play it when we do the video, but we're not live now. When we oh, go no. live, I think I do. Uh-huh. So next week I'll start doing it again. Sorry. Fair enough. You can follow us on Facebook and uh, Instagram. You can also follow us on Twitter at Section 336 Show. And you can follow me on Twitter at Section 336. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Step into the yard, we must protect this Haven't you heard? Got that underdog stop and we'll be crushing the curve. And we really don't care what the haters say. We'll be rocking from the city to the Chesapeake Bay. The other bad birds have to run this town. Everybody knows we ain't messing around. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. 
Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.